One year for me would be to continue building upon bringing in those other experts so we can sit down and have kind of like what we did with Chris, right? Chris was right. kind of the first time you and I and, and our writer sat down and said, okay, we're going to change the way we do things yes. a little bit. We're going to make it a little bit more round table, right? Yeah. Um, so I see us doing way more of those and really building on key business skills acumen, soft skills, hard skills, that type of thing, tailored to our diverse suppliers and supplier diversity managers. So they know how to talk about them because the one thing I've realized in this business is successful supplier diversity shops mentor. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. You're joined again by your two favorite hosts. I'm Adam Moore here with Chloe Goodry-Reed, and today's actually a very special day for us. Yay. It's our 50th episode. You guys have hung with us. We have made it to 50 episodes, and we've come a long way since the start of the show. So we thought there's no better way to celebrate where we are now than by kind of reflecting on what we've learned over the past 49 episodes and kind of how we got here. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's been such a great journey. And um, it has been, I would say from, well, first, I want to thank all of our listeners for right. you know, yes. tuning in, for sharing the content, for mm -hmm. giving us your feedback. It's really, really helped us with driving content and helping us identify future guests that you may want to hear from. So we appreciate that and keep it coming. Keep it coming. Right. We love it. We absolutely love it. You guys, commenting just makes us better and we love delivering this content to you all. So please help us help you. Yes, 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 yes. But Adam, you uh, you said a word that I sort of stuck oh. on, which was, okay. you know, reflect, reflecting on yes. how we got here. And mm -hmm. for me, I think about, you know, just some of the lessons and some of the things that we've learned from our various guests. Oh, yes. And one thing that I would say that I've, I've learned is that we all have to work together to move this needle forward. It's that. God, you couldn't have said it any better. You could yeah. not have said it any better. It is not just a black, white thing. It's not mm -hmm. just a male, female thing. It's not just a straight gay thing. It is we as a collective human population right. have to work together yeah. to change the conversation, to change the attitudes, to change the outlooks. I could not agree more. This is this is no longer a nice to have as it is just what needs to be done. Right. And I think that if we all get on that collective page both suppliers mm -hmm. and enterprise organizations win. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we've we've dealt with some pretty heavy subjects. I mean, you were talking about reflecting, yeah. right? I mean, we've talked <laughs> about some pretty heavy subjects we have. on this show that was supposed to be about supplier diversity. I'm like, wow, we've really expanded our <laughs> our reach and our our breadth on this, haven't we? Yes, but it's been yeah. good. I think we've I think we've addressed it from a very unique angle. Yeah. And uh we didn't pull up from it either, right? We didn't yes. sit there and go, oh, that's too scary to talk about. We were like, no, we want to have a conversation about this and a very Absolutely. real, honest one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of times these conversations can be uncomfortable. Oh, and so yes. the more we can make them approachable or help guide our listeners on how to some tackle some of these very tough conversations right. within their organizations, then the more mm-hmm. these conversations will be had. Correct. And you know, and that's, I don't want to oversimplify it and saying, and that's how we fix the world, but that's how we start reaching those resolutions that will help fix the world, right? It has to be an open and honest dialogue. You have to have the difficult conversations, but I, you know, one of the things that I have heard is just by you and I talking about them, people are like, oh, now I understand how to address that. Now I understand how to start that conversation. Now I understand how not to be so uncomfortable comfortable during it. And, you know, that's those are the type of things that you and I kind of set out to do yes. when, when, when you approached me with this, this crazy idea of starting yeah. a podcast, right? Yes. Oh, and speaking of, so for those of you okay. who don't know that story. Oh, yes. You know, in meeting Adam, you know, it's hard to find people that, you know, just match my energy level sometimes. <laughs> but when we first connected, I was just like, his energy was infectious. And Thank so you. I was like, and his passion comes through and everything. And I think after, you know, maybe six months of no, I'm like, listen, I want to do this podcast and I want to do it with you. Like, I couldn't think of anyone else who would be a better co-host to, to really kind of tackle some of these issues. And you, you were never, you know, hesitant or, you know, never sort of, oh, we don't, we don't talk about this or we don't want to stay around this. You were always transparent and always been very open about any conversation that we've had. And I feel like it's so, so helpful just to bring your perspective. So thank you so much for. And I have to say, yes. it has been an absolute pleasure to be your co-host. And I have loved your vision and kind of your thought leadership on this, yes. um, especially as you and the team sit down and go, we're going to talk about this topic and we're going to bring on this guest onto the show. So yeah. and and so when you approach me and from our, you know, knowing each other previously before we did this podcast, you know, that's yeah. one of the things that I always admired about you and the leadership at Higher Ground is the vision. Right. And that's so much of it. You have to have a very clear vision on where you want to go with it. So it was a very easy thing for me to say, I would be more than happy to row on this boat with you because the vision is there. We're not just going to sit around and go, oh, I think a podcast would be a great idea. When you come to me and say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. She's really going to be doing a podcast. (laughs) This is. This is no longer a theoretical discussion. It's, oh, right. you know, when she comes to me, it, this is what we are really going to do. Are you going to be part of it? And it has been an absolute pleasure uh, from the word go. It's been great. Well, that's that's good that I'm known for execution. You know, you they- are very well known for execution. <laughs> and I want to make sure everybody understands that. <laughs> so what do you think, you know, if you think about, you know, some yeah. of our um, sort of favorite discussions that we've had mm-hmm. in the past, what was sort of one that you were like, man, I really learned something from that. And I took, you know, you got off and was like, yes, this, this was, this was really good and really helpful. Um, You know, one of my favorite interviewees uh, was my good friend, Sophia Bork. I thought the level of energy on that show was crazy, but I've never thought about diversity from her standpoint. And that is kind Mm. of the hidden minority, right? And that was just such a very interesting topic to me. And as I stopped and thought about that and looked around the world, 
world around me. And the more and more blended cultural marriages and relationships I'm seeing, which right. is a fantastic outcropping, right? Right. So, but it is going to produce another um, set of circumstances that we have to consider, right? Absolutely. Uh, children of dual backgrounds. I, I, how are they going to start fitting into things? And in some of her sure. struggles and just trying to fit into the Latinx culture, you know, coming from a mixed background, I, I was just eye opening to yeah. me, you know? Yeah. So I, I thought that was a fan, but just the way she presented it, her overall energy. And that's I just how her. Sophia is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she and I have like monthly check-ins uh, with each other and it is, she's at that level. I think she has two speeds, that and asleep. I don't think there's anything else. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I think mine um, yeah. were Veronica, um, yes. Maldonado. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, her energy, her passion, um, and how she talked about how she leads leaders through the yes. importance of diversity and inclusion yeah. and how she helps them with building various programs inside of their organizations, I thought it was remarkable. I, and I thought about how she just, you know, she was talking about some of the conversations that she had with some of the leaders during some of her training that she's able to get that level of just transparency and mm-hmm. vulnerability. I'm like, mm-hmm. she's incredible to be able to do this. It, it's amazing, right? Some of the stuff that she's done and her perspective yeah. on it, you know, yeah. so well-rounded. And she's also one of those that's just go, go, go. Because, you know, now she's actually the president of the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm not surprised. So I'm not surprised. I know. I know. <laughs> so we can, we on this podcast and all of our listeners can say we knew Veronica Wynn. Wynn. Right? Because, Before. Yeah. Yes. yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. she's yeah. definitely on a rising star. And, you know, and from the corporate side, I would say UPS was amazing, right? I mean, that was just such a conversation of three professionals in science supplier diversity and uh, Chris's leadership, you know, and as a supplier diversity leader myself, you know, listening to what Chris had to say, I mean, I was taking notes. I hope our listeners did too, because I was taking notes like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I need to kind of keep these things in mind. That's a great point. That's a great selling point, you know? Yeah. So just listening to her kind of walk through, because this is somebody, and I don't think we brought this out on the podcast. We did so it. Kind of I know exactly what you're about to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She touched, she touched on it. And then we moved on because if you talk to Chris, you think she's been a supplier diversity her yeah. entire life. I think she's been in for about two years now. Yes. Right. So she never knew supplier diversity until she walked into her position. Right. So she had to learn it, but the light bulb came on. Yeah. Right. And she has just been a powerhouse ever since. So I want you guys to realize that we were talking that she has a, I'm going to say a third of the years of experience I have in this business, but it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, when people are on, they are on and she's one of those type of leaders. She can step in. She assesses. She's an incredible study. Yeah. Right. She was soaking up all the information any of us could give her. Yeah. And look at how she's executed against that. I mean, yeah. that's just inspirational. So I think for those of us who are on the corporate side of it, we need not to sit there and go, uh, supplier diversity is too big of a task for me to take on. I think I'm just going to be content. No, look at what Chris has done. She embraced it fully and said, I don't know what I don't know, but I'm going to fix that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Chris's situation is is very unique, but very smart of UPS because she was mm-hmm. there for, I think, 20 plus years before, you know, before moving into this supplier diversity yes. role. So yes, in operations, she was always exactly, been on the operations side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of the beauty of, mm-hmm. I know all things UPS and now moving into the supplier diversity role and them saying, here's mm-hmm. what we want you to do. It's like, oh, 
great. So as you've got this fresh set of eyes that are like, oh, well, yeah, I know how to get this done in our organization. So, and she just started executing it. So I I just, I really appreciated that. Well, and that's where I come back to is sometimes we have to remember as leaders, right? So if you're leading a company, don't think that supplier diversity means I need to go pick somebody out of HR. Honestly, I'm going to tell you, go find somebody in operations. Yeah. Because- The HR people are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to bash HR. I love you guys. Let's just I remember love that. HR but too. the operational people, they, we all love HR. Uh, <laughs> the operational people know how it happens. They know how yeah. the sausage is made. They understand exactly. how contracting works. They understand yeah. how the service managers think, right? Those are the type of connectors yeah. that you need in supplier diversity. Now, you might want somebody from HR so they can explain to you how it then connects into your CSA, yes. and all of this corporate responsibility and that type of thing. So we don't need to discount those partners. But when you talk to nuts and when you're talking to a, a business owner, they want to talk to the operational person, yeah. not the HR person, you know, right. so things to consider. And I think, I think Chris really illuminated that for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say another one, last one, you know, I okay. loved them all, but we did love them all, all 49 I, of them, like, I love especially them the ones Chloe and I did by ourselves. We really liked those. <laughs> yes. We, we love to have one-on-one time together. Um, the one that of course, and is Mark Wilson. I mean, I I mean, he just leads, he's such a good example for entrepreneurs and, you know, doing work that you love and then giving back, you know, pretty much 360 around, you Mm -hmm. know, from a client perspective to being so intentional. Another word that we use a lot on our podcast. We use that one a lot. Yes about where they put their offices around mm-hmm. the type of employees that they tried to recruit to even helping, you know, the next generation of Wilsons create entrepreneurial empires as well. He's just, he's done a lot. Him and Shelly have done a lot. And I really, yeah. really enjoyed that interview. That was another great one. Yeah. I mean, talk about an inspirational leader, you yes. know, and, and somebody yeah. that you can tell is thinking about it all the time, not just from a, Hey, how do I make a buck? Right. But truly from a, how, what does a 360 perspective of this look like? And that's, I mean, that's an enlightened leader, right? And, and, and we really need to help develop the next generation to think more like Mark and, and kind of take it from there. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, in the mentoring business, uh, we always say that steel sharpens steel. So I'm going to ask a question I have for you myself. Oh, what okay. is it that you've learned? What have you learned about yourself, though, as we've been doing this podcast, right? I mean, we have been exposed to some great minds, some fantastic yeah. ideas and and some some people that have come out, come out with some some statements that have made us both kind of go, oh, hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of made us both kind of pause there for a second. So, yeah, yeah how, what what's a. Uh, you know, maybe something you found about yourself, a growth moment. You know, I don't know if it was necessarily a growth moment, but it was more like mm-hmm. a, oh, aha moment for me. And okay. that was with okay. um, Shannon Paulson when she talked about, you mm. know, transitioning veterans into the corporate world and why mm-hmm. veterans make such great, you know, employees. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it seems intuitive, but like that making that connection between that and how they're able to execute in a corporate environment, I was like, boom, light bulb went off. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's something else. And uh, yeah, that was actually very enlightening. And, you know, being a veteran myself, I never really thought about when she said that, I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's kind of how we do do it. It's, you know, that you don't complain. It's like, okay, this is the mission. I might not like it, but we will execute. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. One of the other things that I think I've personally learned about myself is that I like to record in the morning. Just if we want to get personal, personal, I like to record in the morning. I've learned that about myself, that the afternoons can be, you know, 
a little bit, you know, yes. you, you've just had meeting after meeting and, you know, yes. client call after client call, team meeting. And mm-hmm. so I like to be fresh when we have guests mm-hmm. on. And yes. um, yeah, there, you know, when we record in the mornings, I just yeah. I appreciate I, that better. I completely agree with you. I think there's more energy between us too. Right. in the mornings so for the same reason, right? We, we, we both have those type of jobs where it's relational and we are on the phone all day, yeah. right? Yeah. How about you? So, what have you learned? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a fair question. Um, <laughs> I loved the statement and I've started using, and I'm going to tell you this, I've ripped it off of our guests and I've started using that. And that is don't worry about making the money, take care of your people and the money will come naturally, right? Yes. That was an amazing idea, right? Of don't sweat how much money you're going to make or will the money come in? That That's just going to be a natural part, an organic part of running a business. That so was from Eric was like, Hardy, right? Eric yes. Hardy. Yes, yes. exactly. Great, exactly. Great. That yeah. was such a different and fresh way to approach yes. business ownership and management. I'm like, wow. So I've actually started using that with several of my protégés. So I'm yeah. like, look, let's not worry about this. Let's make sure we're taking care of the people taking care of you. Yeah. The rest is going to come from it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. talk about it because we, we, you and I've discussed this too. It's all about relationship. Absolutely. Right. I mean, none of us have really invented anything new, right. maybe a new slant on it, a new take, a right. new color, flavor, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's one of several in the, whatever category you're in. Right. It does come down to the relationship. And if you take care of those people, the relationship will lead to the contract, which will lead to the yeah. money. And I think that's was an absolutely amazing way to think about it. I mean, you don't, yeah. you don't learn that in your MBA class. No, you don't. No, No, you don't. No, not at all. Not at all. You know, and and then um, from a personal side of it, I confirmed something I've already thought about myself. And I really enjoy talking like a lot. (laughs) Well, you're so good Uh, at it. Like everyone's always like, Adam is amazing. I listen to our podcast. I listen to my voice and go, yeah, okay, that was pretty good. You delivered that line pretty well. So yeah, there may, there may be some narcissism in there, but um, not to feed that. But one of my girlfriends was like, is he an actor? Is he a a podcast, you know, host? Like, is that what he does for a profession? What he does for a living? Oh my goodness. (laughs) No, no, he's a subject matter expert. There you go. There you go. They're like, really? He's way too talented to be working at a bank. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. I know my current boss once time asked me, she goes, uh, do you, you don't mind the spotlight, do you? I was like, no, in fact, I'm offended if I'm not in it. So that's uh, the personal revelation is like, yep, it's true. But you thrive really in it. You, I do yes. thrive in it. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things too. Um, I've also learned not to be self-conscious about it, right? It's just, just to realize I enjoy it. It's a, it's a soft skill that I own. Yep. Own it. Love it. Absolutely. You know? It's definitely cultivate it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, you've done that very, very well. Well, you've given me the platform to do it. So I can't thank you enough. So, I mean, as we think about, you know, the next 50 episodes. Oh my goodness. That's kind of crazy to think about, but yes. What do you, what do we what are we thinking for the future? Obviously, we've done some planning, but we've done let's, some maybe planning. we should give our listeners a little bit. Yeah, that would be fun. That yes, would be fun. a little love insights. to hear from you guys about that too. Right? Yeah, I, I you know I'm seeing us. We are really developing quite a library on business development. 
right? Yeah. How to build your business, how to start your business, how to manage right. your business, how to sustain your business. Right. So, okay. So I do the same exercise with my proteges, right? So I'm like, yeah. okay, what's our one-year goal? What's our five-year goal, right? Absolutely. So one year for me would be to continue building upon bringing in those other experts so we can sit down and have kind of like what we did with Chris, right? Chris was right. kind of the first time you and I and, and our writer sat down and said, okay, we're going to change the way we do things. Yes. A little bit. We're going to make it a little bit more round table, right? Yeah. Um, so I see us doing way more of those and really building on key business skills, acumen, soft skills, hard right. skills, that type of thing, tailored to our diverse suppliers and supplier diversity managers so they know how to talk about them. Because the one thing I've realized in this business is successful supplier diversity shops mentor. Right. Okay. And this is this is your mentor training. Adam, right. you're going to be the mentor for the company. Yeah. Training's complete. Good luck. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I see us as being able to fill some of that gap. Yeah. Giving our corporate allies uh, some things to talk about and some right. ways to talk about them and some things right. to think about. Yeah. And then giving our small business owners maybe a little nugget here or there that they didn't have before. Or if they're in a mentoring program, can go to their their mentor and say, hey, I heard about this. Can we explore more of this? How do we right. explore this? Yes. Right. Because sometimes as a mentor, you sit there with your project and go, okay, what's our three big goals? And, and then crickets for the next five minutes as yeah. they're trying to figure them out. Right. So I really see us leaning in on that and kind of helping out in five years. Okay. You ready for this? Cause I've never <laughs> oh. said this. This is, this is a yeah. revelation to everybody. Yeah. I think in five years, we actually have a training put together from all of this. Yeah, absolutely. That we can go and offer and you guys can come meet us in person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I would also say um, another thing that that our listeners can expect to hear in the future is more from supplier diversity and procurement yes. professionals. We mm -hmm. definitely realize that, you know, even these global brands, you know, they've got one or two, oh, yeah. maybe three people in in maybe you know, advocating for supplier diversity within those organizations and being able to hear from other supplier diverse professionals around how they've been able to make this work, mm -hmm. how they've been able to build allyship within their organizations, what they've been able to do with limited resources mm -hmm. is helpful. It's helpful yeah. to hear to your peers yeah. across the country that are struggling with the same issues and the same challenges, because you know, if we can help you know, even one person with every, you know, interview that we do exactly improve their program or improve the outreach or improve the internal communication, then unbelievable success. Yes. Unbelievable and, success. Yeah. Then that makes this all worthwhile. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. You know, and I think there's a lot of need for that. I've noticed on LinkedIn and some different articles, there's been two or three brand new supplier diversity leaders put in place yeah. in major brands. Yes. No experience in the field whatsoever. Right. No experience. Now, I know we just and no one to train them within that organization. No one to train them. And then I'm looking through like who they're linked to in LinkedIn. I'm like, and you have like nobody in your background, your network yeah. that can help you out. Right. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to be there for them too. Right. Yeah. And, and to you, you guys can reach out to us directly, by the way, we have no Absolutely. problems doing one-on-ones, yeah. uh, a little, little shameless plug on our own show, but there's no harm in that. <laughs> We can we always connect you to another supplier diversity you know, that's professional a great point, Chloe. To, yes. to mentor you. And we will yes. be 
very thoughtful about making sure that Mm -hmm. we find someone that's in a similar industry that has maybe already tackled some of the challenges that you've had, that you're experiencing or feel like you're, you may be having in the future. Exactly. Exactly. We will be more than happy to do that. I mean, Chloe and I have an extensive uh, contact list out there. And if you're, even if you're like, Hey, do you guys happen to know so-and-so? We'll see if we can't make a connection through somebody. So you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what other future aspirations? How would we, how, how would you want to spend our hundredth episode? Oh my goodness. Our hundredth episode. I think we should talk about, maybe we should talk about actually running this podcast at our hundredth episode, right? There's been a ton of learnings along the way. Yeah. Uh, Our show today at 50, way smoother than number one. Yes, absolutely. Way smoother than number one. And so you guys know we're doing this over Zoom. Chloe and I have sat in the same quote unquote studio maybe twice. Yeah. In these 50 episodes, right? Most of this is done, done over Zoom. So I think we should talk about that. I think we should, uh, you know, if if we've recorded the video from this, maybe we should put something out on YouTube about the different outfits that we've worn um, and how... So you guys don't see us. Okay. And yes. maybe that'll change in the near future. And I think that is actually one of our goals is to change yes. that to, to yes, kind of support. Both. But we were both like super formal in the first, I don't know, 15. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm talking suits, yeah. dresses, ties, jewelry, the nines. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, one day we were both running late and we both showed up in yard clothes and we're like, oh, <laughs> this is where we've come to now. <laughs> yes. I think I actually had a beanie on because you did have like, a beanie. It was cold yes, it outside was, and you yes, had on it was a hat. Southside Chloe. Was like, I did. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was cold outside. And both of us had already been doing other things other than work. So that was an absolute trip. So yeah. keep a lookout for that one, guys. But I think, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, I think we should talk about how we've managed to keep this going, especially at 100 episodes. I mean, that's kind of a, a yeah. landmark, too, for podcasts. That is. That is right? huge. Uh, yeah. A lot of people can get out a dozen. Right. I mean, 50 is not anything to sneeze at. No. Um, but I think at 100, maybe we should do it live somewhere, too, and have people come meet us. I love that. And I also love you have made the suggestion several times about doing live at various events and yes, conferences and we want to meet you guys, right? We know you're out there. We know people are listening to us and it's not just our parents. So we want to meet you. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. It's definitely not just our parents. We've got, you know, when I look at just the statistics, you know, we've got close to about 5,000 downloads a month, you know? And so that's, that's advertisers. Did you hear that? 5k, 5k downloads there advertisers. We want to talk to you too. (laughs) So, I mean, that's really good for, for a podcast that only has episodes in. And let's be honest, 5,000 downloads and we're a niche, right? I mean, we're a niche podcast. I think we, Yeah. yeah, we're very niche. So I think that, I don't know. Are we rock stars? Can we call ourselves rock stars at this point? Do we have to wait till the hundredth episode to do yeah, that? I don't think okay. so. I think okay. I think we should call ourselves rock stars anyways because of you know what? the whole mission behind what we're yeah. doing. We're sharing information and making you know everyone's experience, whether they're a small yes. business or a supplier yes. diversity professional, just improve yep. their overall exactly outcomes. Exactly. Through exactly. information sharing, you know, and I think all of our listeners are rock stars too, because you give us, you know, 30, 40 minutes of your week, every week to come listen to Chloe and I just rattle on. 
<laughs> yes, 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 yes. And if you have any good conference suggestions or things that or places that you think that we should be, or you know, maybe going live on LinkedIn, so I'll tell you, something yes. like that. Ooh, ooh, or like Facebook Live would be kind yes, of fun. Yes, that, that would be, be a good one. That yeah, I love fun. all of that. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been yes. a great experience to meet and interact with so many leaders and visionaries in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion. We look forward to just bringing you more fantastic content mm-hmm. and, and guests and, and information. Make yes. sure you check out our previous episodes if you haven't already and continue to support the podcast. Be sure to check us out at Chloe Gidry Reed and Adam Moore on LinkedIn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.